Hilchos of Eskachavim, Perak Dalad, and this Perak Dalad addresses mitzvahs 8, excuse me, mitzvah number 9 through mitzvah 12, which is not to uh, convince a group of people or community to worship of a Dezora. If such a city does get convinced to burn the entire city, not to benefit, not not to rebuild it, not to benefit, have any monetary benefits from the city. Halacha Aleph, Madicha Yisrael, those who convince an entire city to worship Avodah Zarah, the people who are convincing them are stoned. Even though they themselves did not necessarily worship the idol, Ella rather they convinced the people of their city, Asha of Duesa, till they served it. The people of the city who are convinced, uh, seduced into worshiping Avodah Zarah. They are decapitated. Who that's providing that they actually serve the idol, or they accept it upon themselves as a deity, as a god. Now, if they just merely hear the person out and say that what he's saying makes sense to it, makes sense. None of that doesn't actually make them liable. It's only when the city actually serves the, the idol or accepts formally accepted as a god that they are considered where is there a specific prohibition in Torah we are, we, are, we are warned against this concept of this city being convinced to worship of the Zodra because again the Ramam explains to us many times that besides the punishment being mentioned in Torah which obviously infers that it's prohibited if you're punished for it there has to be a separate um, Azhara, separate warning against it. What's the answer? Shanam the Pasuk says, Lo Picha, you should not cause a Vedazar to be heard on your, through your mouth. So therefore, that tells us not to allow a city to worship a Vedazaro. Because they are essentially are, are allowing the the, the mention of the Vedazar to happen by letting this person convince them of it. A city will not become a wayward city. Unless the people who are doing the convincing, the proselytizers, are from the city, members of the city. Who lived there for some time? From that shevet, which in which the city is located, in the territory of that shevet, Shemar the pasuk says, "Mikir becha from amongst you," which means it has to be from amongst you among that shevet. The pasuk continues, they, should, "They would convince the 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 people, the, the dwellers of their own city, so they have to be from that city as well." If they are from that same shevet from another city, or they're not members of the shevet in which that city is located in, in, in its territory, they just happen to live there, then it does not count. Then, in that case, the people worship of the Zara are dr- judged as individuals, not as a city. And, and, and the convincers must be at least two. Shnei the Pasuk says, Men who are uh, unfaithful have gone out. Uh, and they, 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 they let, let the people of the city astray so you see the plural tells you must be at least two and the, and the majority of the city more than 50% have to have been convinced by them and those who have been convinced besides being the majority of the city have to be at least 100 people and they cannot be more than 50% of the shevet, of the entire shevet. however if the majority of the shevet is convinced to worship of Zara, that city is so large that uh, that that the majority the majority of the people in that city um, uh, if the city is so large that the majority of the population of that city more than fifty percent is actually the majority of the entire Shavit, then it also does not count. So then in that case, and all the people worship in all these three scenarios, where it's less than the majority of the city, or it's more than the majority of the whole Shevet, or um, um, 
less than 100 people or the convincers are, are less than two it's just one one convincer etc or they weren't local they weren't from the Shevet then the people of the Zara are judged as individuals not a city members of the city not a small village not a large city so if it's if it's less than 100 that's considered a small city if, if the majority are less than 100 the majority of the that's too large to fall in this category if the convincers are women or children or one person or it's less than, less, less than half the city or they themselves just in general just move that direction there's no one specifically proselytizing to them or they're from elsewhere they weren't locals they don't have the din of a wayward city they're like individuals who survive and whoever worship idols get stoned, the money the money goes to their to their uh, heirs. Is anyone else executed by Bezdin? Halacha Gimel. Ain don iridachas. The din of the wayward city can only be implemented only in the court of seventy-one supreme judges. The pasuk says, "You shall take that person, that man, or that woman, who did that evil thing, to your gates." And administer the punishment. So Yechidim Neirogim Bevezin Shal Kol Shavashar. Individuals are executed is in the independent bezins of each locale, each gate. Vein Hamrubin Neirogim Elav Bevezin Shal Bevezin The multitude, the community is only executed in the in the Sanhedrin. None of the cities are refuge designated to provide refuge for a uh, negligent homicide a murderer. Uh, cannot become a wayward city. Shem Pasuk says, in one of your cities, in one of the uh, uh, if this event happens in one of your cities, meaning the uh, cities that are uh, designated for all of the all of the Jewish people, whereas the cities of refuge belong to all of the Jewish people, uh, and uh, not to the specific shevet. Uh, so means it has to belong to one of your individual cities meaning that specific tribe in whose portion it's located whereas the cities of refuge are considered public the city of Yerushalayim can never become a wayward city it's not divided amongst the Shvatim and again it has to be belonging to a specific tri- Shevet you don't make a wayward city on the border because the Gentiles the idolaters in the surrounding country should not see this border city being destroyed that will embolden them to think there's a civil war perhaps and they will invade and they will destroy Tzisrael one Sanhedrin cannot make three separate neighboring each other if they were far from each other you can do so uh, the Ram does not specify the required distance for that you have to use your judgment you cannot define and do the procedure of a wayward city until the convincers the proselytizers address the people in the plural they tell them let us go and let's let us serve idols let us go and offer a sacrifice slaughter a sacrifice let us offer burnt offering let us offer libation let us bow down let us receive this as a let us receive this idol as a god and these people listen receptively and they serve it in the normal fashion for which one is liable or one of the four universal ways which you are liable for every um, idol that's of course bowing offering a sacrifice a burnt uh, burnt offering or libation 
uh, or sprinkling blood, which is the same as a libation, or the people simply receive it uh, verbally accepted as a god, as a god. Now, a wayward city that the people who are convinced to worship idols worship the idols, but they don't meet the criteria for a wayward city. So, how do you punish them? What's the procedure? You warn and testify against each one of them that serve the idols. They are then stoned as individuals who serve the idols, and their money is to their heirs, as is the standard procedure when it comes to individuals worshiping idols. What is the law of the wayward city? When it's fit to be made into a wayward city, it meets all the conditions. So based on God, the great Sanhedrin, the Jewish Supreme Court, sends messengers and they do an investigation. Until they had confirmed with clear proofs. Confirmed. That the whole entire city has been convinced to worship idols, or at least the majority. They have retracted or returned to the ways of idol worship. And then two Torah scholars are sent to the city as messengers to warn them and to bring them back to the right path. If they come back to the right path, they, they, they return from their evil ways, then it's good, meaning the city will not be de- designated as a wayward city. The individuals who worship after the Zara are still uh, executed, as is the standard procedure for individuals, but the city is not destroyed. And other conditions that happen with the with the Iradachas are not are not don't uh, aren't administered. If they stay with their evil ways, based the Tzav and the Chol Yisrael, then the Sanhedrin commands all the Jewish people to. Uh, wage war against them. The Hain told in Alayan and they lay siege to the city and they wage war with it until the city is subdued. When the city falls, immediately you make multiple bezdins in the city to judge the people. Anybody who has two witnesses against him. And he served the idols after he has been warned. He is separated. After you have all the individuals who worshipped separated, you do a census. And if those who separated are less than 50%, they're stoned as individuals. The rest of the city is saved. If they're more than 50%, then all those individuals who, con- who constitute the majority of the city, more than half, are brought to the Sanhedrin, and there their judgment is completed. And all those who uh, worship of Zorah are not stoned as individuals are, but they are decapitated, as is the law regarding Irnadachas. And then all the people in the city are executed by the sword, Taf and Nashim, children and women, if the entire city was uh, was convinced to worship of the Zara. If the, it's only the majority, but not all of them, then the uh, children and wives of this, those who survived the Zara are, are executed, but not the people who did not serve the Zara. So what I'm saying is, is that when it comes to Irnadachas, one of the differences between a Irnadachas and, uh, who serve of the Zara versus individuals is that by Irnadachas, those who serve of the Zara, they are not not, not, not only are they executed, but their wives are executed as well, like, presumably because they're considered passive or active enablers, and the children as well. I presume this means minor children under Barabbas Mitzvah because of the severity of Avodah Zarah. 
uh, does not say what happens if a woman serves a czar. Does that cause her husband to be executed? I do not know. Whether it's the majority of the city or the entire city who serves idols, those who tried to convince the city or who, or who did successfully convince the city are stoned. Now, now, whatever. Another difference between individuals who serve idols and a community is you gather all the city property, all the uh, objects into the middle of the city, all the jewelry, everything of value, anything at all, and uh, into, into the main square. If it does not have a main square, a town square, if you make a town square for it, if it had a town square at the outskirts, then you redefine the borders of the city by building a wall around that until the town square is now defined as inside the city. Remember, it says into the, 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 the all the um, goods have to be gathered into the midst of the town of the main square. You kill all living things in the city. And the entire city, the entire district is burned in fire and all of its uh, goods, all of its objects. And the burning of the city, Mitzvah say is a positive Mitzvah. Remember, it says, You shall burn the city in fire and all of its goods. Then the properties of the righteous people inside of it, meaning the people who did not worship over the Zorah, who are not executed, their property, the righteous people means the other residents of the city, who were not subdued or seduced to the worship of the Zorah with their, with their majority, or their property is burned and destroyed with the other goods of the city. Since they chose to live there, and so even though the Evan was worshiping over the Zorah, like the Ramam told us, is one should not live in a in a bad in bad company, and they chose to live there for economic reasons, presumably. Therefore, they lose their money. Whoever has the slightest benefit from any of the property, instead of burning it, says, "Let none cleave to your hand that which has been designated for destruction." In Halacha Chesed, will tell us that when the Bezdin issues the verdict that the Irn Hadachas is considered a wayward city and therefore everything in the city must be burned, at that moment everyone in the city relinquishes ownership of their property because they, they uh, resign their fate to their items being burned and regardless of what happens after that, the property does not belong to them anymore. And if they do want to reacquire it, they have to make a formal act of acquisition, a kinyan. That was determined, uh, uh, convicted to be burned. And then the witnesses who the court's relying on, their testimony becomes invalidated. At that moment, whoever takes any of the possessions of any anything in the city, whoever anyone who takes any of the possessions, uh, is allowed to uh, uh, keep it, because again, it's been formally uh, automatically declared ownerless by the verdict, and now everyone has to reacquire their possessions. And if you don't, and someone else takes it, it belongs to them rightfully. Whoever takes whatever they do from there is allowed to derive benefit from it, even though we said you're not allowed to derive benefit from a irnadachas in this case. Case, the witnesses have been invalidated, so it's not considered inadax anymore. Why do the people who take whatever property, uh, what right do they get to keep it? Every individual, once the Bezin issues the verdict, it's an by default, they resign their money to 
uh, not being theirs anymore. It's, it's as if they declared it ownerless. The end of this, a wayward city may never be rebuilt as a city. Whoever rebuilds it gets Malkish. And the Pasuk says, it may not be rebuilt. However, it is permitted to make it to gardens and orchards, but not for but not to, not to build buildings or any kind of any kind of residence. Shemrat says, "Leisi bana oyed may not be rebuilt. Leisi bana medina kmeishaisa it may not be rebuilt as a uh, district the way, the way it was. It may be rebuilt, however, as gardens and orchards." Halacha test: What happens if somebody was driving an RV through an Irnadachas and there for some time? Is he considered part of the city? Sheyara, a caravan, a reverse makom which is traveling from place to place. If he was passing through the, the wayward city and he became convinced to worship idols with the people, if he stayed there for thirty days, because he's considered a resident. If he's killed with the sword as part of the group rather than stoning, and also the money is destroyed as one who's part of the group. If not, if he was there less than three days, and he's killed with stoning as an individual, and the money belongs to his heirs as an individual who worships the Zara. Halacha Yud. The property belonging to somebody from a different city. That happened to be kept for safekeeping inside the Irnadachas. Even though the people who live in the Irnadachas have accepted responsibility for anything which happens to damage that ob- object, which means for all practical purposes, it, it so to speak belongs to them, that they're responsible to make restitution if it gets damaged. It is often still nevertheless, since it does not belong to the residents, it's not burnt. Rather, to turn to their owners, it says, it's property, it's good. Not the property of their neighboring city. The property of the evil people who have been convinced to worship of Adazara that was kept for safekeeping in a different city. Is that burned or not? If it becomes gathered back to the city with everything else, and so from it's burned with the city. If not, it's not required to destroy it. It is given to their heirs, and they're allowed to derive benefit from it and use it as normal. That belonged in partnership. Let's say a cow, which which was belonged to two brothers. One lived uh, in partnership. One lived in the in the in the One lived somewhere else, and the cow was with the brother who owned it in the Irnadachas when it was condemned. It was there. That cow is forbidden. However, the loaf a a, 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 a uh, collection of dough, uh, a loaf of dough, for example, that was in the city, Murtas is permitted to fish it can be divided and split, and you can identify the half which belongs to the brother who's not in the city. That part can be saved. In contrast, with an animal, it uh, even the half that's not per, not part of the city which belong, uh, belongs to the person who lives in Iradachas requires the other half to survive. An animal cannot live if it's divided in half. Therefore, the entire animal must be destroyed. An animal which is meant to be destroyed and burned in the Irnadachas that was instead shechted halachically appropriately, a surbanar still remains nevertheless forbidden to derive benefit from, even though the meat's kosher. Just like a case where an animal which, which is condemned to be executed by Bezdin uh, that is shechted halachically appropriately still is forbidden to be derived benefit from, so too is this animal. Sadharish, the head of the hair on the head of the people, of the uh, people who uh, have been killed there. Bein Shalashim, Bein Shalashim, or they were still alive for that matter. Uh, whether it's the men or the women, that is permitted to derive benefit from, is not considered as the goods of the city. However, a wig, that is considered part of a regular property of the city, the goods, and that is forbidden to derive benefit from.
Produce that's attached to the ground still, which is part of the city, and that's permitted. It's not forbidden. Shnemer says, you should gather and burn. It has to be that it's only le- it requires two steps: gathering and burning. And this excludes produce attached to the ground still. It requires more steps than just gathering and burning. It must be first cut, or harvested, and then gathered and burned. So therefore, it's excluded from the law of burning. The same thing applies to the hair of the heads. It can't just be gathered and burned. It has to be cut, then gathered, gathered and burned. Therefore, it's also permitted, as said in the previous halacha. Now, there could be an issue of, of disgracing a person who's dead. We're talking about the halacha of the actual prohibition of, of, uh, of uh, deriving benefit from Irnadachas. Needless to say, the trees themselves are permitted. They're permitted. They belong to the heirs. What if you have uh, animals that have been designated or property that's been designated for the Beisham Migdash? As a carbon as a donation, so kachim is beachimusu. If it's a animal designated for the, for for a carbon, and then the city becomes yonadachas, then those animals have to die. You don't kill them, but you uh, lock them in a, a secluded place, and they eventually starve to death. Zavachrushem to eva because the pasuk says the sacrifice of, of a rush is disgusting. And therefore, these are considered sacrifices of Rishon. What if it's uh, uh, objects that have been set aside, consecrated for donations to the Beis HaMikdash, Yipad of the redeemed, and the money is given to the Beis HaMikdash, and the object then is no longer a Kaddish. And afterwards, they are burned with the city. It's goods. Not the goods of heaven. So the goods of heaven are not burned, uh, only the goods of individuals. The firstborn animal which is supposed to be given to the Kayan who brings it as a carbon and eats the rest of it, or the uh, one, out of, one out of every ten of the animals which is brought as a carbon and the rest is eaten by the owner, which is in the city, if it's unblemished, it's considered like a carbon. Therefore, it has to die, it's isolated, and it's left to die. Bali Mumin, if it has a blemish, then it's not considered a carbon of an organ and it's killed with the rest of the animals. The, the 1% of the grain or 2% of the grain which is separated for the Kayan uh, so is that considered hectish and belongs to Shemayim and not burned or is it considered personal property and burned so if it was given to the Kayan already then it's considered his personal property however it's also considered holy so it cannot be burned therefore it's left to rot it's his personal property so because it's personal property it's not burned because it also is holy it's not allowed to be, uh, me, me, sorry, because it is uh, holy, it is not burned, but because it's his personal property, it must rot and may not be derived benefit from. It's still in the hands of the Jewish person. He did not give it to the Kayin yet. Then it should be given to the Kayin of a different city. Because it's considered property of Shemayim. And it's actually holy, and therefore, it is no, there's no requirement to burn it. Not only is there no requirement to burn it, but there's uh, no prohibition of deriving benefit from it because it was not yet given to any individual. Therefore, it's given to the kind of a different city. Continuing on the theme of things which are Kaddish, therefore are not burned, but, are, but do have uh, personal ownership qualities, therefore they may not be just left to the people. the second tithe which is brought to Yishalayim, or the money which is exchange, which, with, 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 for which it has, it's been exchanged. The case of Hedeshebetecha, or holy writings, sefeteris, etc., tefillin inside of it. What happens with that? They must be buried or entombed, because again, they belong to Hashem, therefore there's no requirement to burn them. 
uh, in the case of Maish Hashani, but they have a certain personal element, therefore one may not derive benefit from them. In the case of Kesha Kedesh, that's simply a prohibition of destroying uh, holy articles, therefore it is uh, uh, not burned, it is rather uh, buried. Whoever administers the law of a wayward city, it's like he offers a complete sacrifice to Hashem. Shem, the says, Call Hashem, you burn entirely for the sake of Hashem your God. Not only that, it, 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 uh, it removes Hashem's burning wrath from the Jewish people. Shem, the Pasuk says, So in order Hashem should return, or return from his burning wrath. He brings upon them blessing and mercy. Shem, the Pasuk says, he will deal mercifully with you and make you flourish. So anybody who feels that administering this this uh, this uh, halacha of the wayward city is harsh punishment, it's the exact opposite. Doing so is an act of kindness and brings blessing and goodness upon the Jewish people.